Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are Jill's Journals Out Loud. Today is, I believe, Wednesday, January 4th, 2023, and uh, I'm doing a bit of an update to the podcast I loaded yesterday. I went in to add a few things, and it wouldn't take it, and so I'm just going to put it up on its own. And if you didn't listen to the podcast yesterday, I talked about environment and wired for danger. I also talked about the fact that how it's changed, the old school documentary style versus the new style. The old style being, it really wasn't about the person making the documentary, it was actually about the person or the point of focus of the documentary. And it seems like in today's world, it's all about the person and whatever the subject is, is just background and stage setting. And I'm not sure if I like that. I want to create a little context. Uh, It's the middle of the day, so it's a big risk because there's noise. The door is open, and the dog is working really hard on a bone, a marrow bone. I was so excited. It's almost impossible to find those uh, raw marrow bones. They used to be, like, free, then they were 99 cents. Five bucks a pound. (laughs) But it was a little treat because she was very, very good on our very, very restrictive visit to Southern California, which was really the impetus for me talking about how our environment is so impactful for how we feel and how we function, regardless of which nervous system we default into. Uh, If you're new to all of this, I want to say this to you and I want to say this to everybody. It's a brand new year and I've been, you know, thinking nonstop about how I want to present all this stuff. So one of the next things I'm going to be doing for you and with you is I'm going to be putting together a basics program because uh, one of the things I've learned in all of my social media time is that you can't really do linear type of content. It has to be stop in and go over a period of time without needing to hit listen to everything that catches you up. It's just too difficult. I know some of these long-term podcasts are so linear that unless you go back to the very first episode, you can't understand what's going on. Math was a lot like that. If you missed addition, subtraction, fractions, decimal points, it was really difficult to move forward in math. And so you had to be able to stack up. But I don't want to do that with you on these regular podcasts. So I'm going to put together something for the paid subscribers that will be a overview catch-up. What is Wired for Danger? Why am I talking about it? What does it mean? Why is it valuable to understand all this? I know I talk about it on a regular basis because, you know, people come and go. It's new people are listening occasionally. Yay. Thank you for joining us. But I also want to be able to back off that a little bit and create more of a timely and relevant podcast with Uh, what's going on out in the world. There's just such a dynamic process that we're in this point of time. And it's just ripe with opportunity for those of us who are wired for danger. And so I'd really like to talk about that kind of thing also and not try to do overview and catch up. So that will be a coming feature for 2023. So that's a little update. Uh, 
the other thing that I have been thinking a lot about, and any feedback on this would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you know, when I went to go see my mom, we were looking at old pictures. And they weren't Polaroids, but they were the kind that you printed that looked like a Polaroid, where it was a square with a white frame, and it had the date stamped on it, which I find very helpful. There was something different about those pictures, and I've been trying for a week now or however long it's been since we looked at them to figure out what was different. And as I was watching uh, this documentary that I'm going to be posting, hopefully, uh, I had spoken about Mongolia and the Mongolians, the last true nomads in Mongolia. And this looks like this documentary was done a while ago, even though it's been posted recently. Uh, I don't know. But it's uh, really about their process, much the same way it's about our process, trying to make sense of all the old ways disappearing, uh, the younger generation rejecting, and the, you know, the old ways. And just sort of as we're aging into a new world, some of us want it, some of us don't. And the confusion and the sadness and the uncertainty around all of that, especially the stuff that we like. And I think this is so important and so relevant for the Wired for Danger people. And so when I'm watching this, you know, and there's a different energy to it because it's not about look at me, look at me, right? That all the social media, YouTube stuff is. And, you know, I'm looking at these old pictures There's just something different. There's a presence, I think, in the subject that gets captured because there's not a demand to be attended to, listen to me, see me, like me, vote for me, uh, promote me, let me influence you with my fabulousness. You know, this thing that we've got going on right now, in addition to I'm so smart, I know about everything, and my opinion is important because I have one, right? Now, how I just find this irritating to no end. And, you know, being really stuck in this process of how do we connect, communicate, and move these conversations forward without becoming the worst of what we are now and losing the best of what we once were. And I spoke to this a little bit in the podcast uh, yesterday on Tuesday, January 3rd. And so uh, this, like I said, this is kind of a carryover, but I've been thinking a lot about there was just such a different energy to it. And... Uh, I don't have an answer for it. You know, I'm just sort of grasping right now for how I want to proceed creatively. But at a practical level, I absolutely know I want to proceed in really uh, having our us understand ourselves. And, uh, you know, one of the things that happens is we split. We split between people who just want the information, they want the news, they want prediction. They want to know about everything that they don't have to change, do anything about, or take responsibility for, right? So we can opine and we can bitch and we can complain and we can point fingers, you know, at people we don't know and circumstances we don't understand, but we're just so smart. We're just so right. We're just so awesome. And, uh, you know, this other group that wants, you know, to be connected and wants everybody to be loved and wants peace and wants uh, forgiveness and, uh, you know, wants this softer version, but they don't want to know about the crummy things happen. They don't want to know about the scary things happening. So they might be open to, you know, this other component that I am trying to bring into it, the journaling process, but they only want to 
focus on the soft side, right? And the other people just want to focus on the external side. And I'm trying to do something in the middle that says, yes, I can see what's going on out there. And yes, I need to deal with it internally or it's going to wipe me out because either you get lost in the horror show of what's going on around us or you get swept away because you can't pay attention because it's too much. And this is really, you know, that fine-tuned place of Wire for Danger where if you don't attend to some of the bigger pictures and the internal processes, you will be in just terrible shape. You may be able to push and rise to the occasion, but it will crush you. You won't make it out. You won't make it to the other side. And if you are a wire for danger person and you don't engage this part of you that must be participate in some way to be purposeful and meaningful and you just sit by and watch, you'll be a mess. You know, there's an interesting statistic that says uh, for women who are raped, the ones who fight back have much less trauma than people who just go along. And when I was young, you know, that was the message. Just let them do whatever they're going to do. And then you might survive the experience and you can deal with it later. Uh, But somewhere somebody figured out that's not the best way to handle it and you should fight back. And, you know, I think one of the things that made me so happy about how information becomes communicated is we're starting to see little girls, maybe not now because there's a lot of other stuff going on, but there was a time where little girls were starting to fight back, 10, 11, 12. They were fighting the guy that was trying to put them in the van, much to the guy in the van's like shock. What do you mean you're fighting back? Because we've been conditioned for so long to just shut up, put up and get through it and we'll deal with it later. And that's what our nervous system is for. If something's not right, we're supposed to react to it. Uh, in a way that we protect ourselves, but we're not all wired the same. And that's really the purpose of these podcasts. And this process is to, you know, sort of really flush that out so that you're not torn apart by everything that's happening and you're not run over by everything that's happening. But that doesn't mean you have control of everything that's happening. And One of my ways to need to get through all of this is to bring creativity back into it, which is why I've been thinking about, uh, you know, film and photography and art and story and things like that, because it's exhausting to only talk about the facts and the drama and the scary stuff. Uh, But I can't live in the la-la world like I was just in a world of la-la Everybody had their fancy cars and their pretty houses and their holiday direction, uh, you know, decorations. And, you know, and that's good, but I can't join that because I'm too aware of everything else that's going on. So there's just, there's a lot of balance to all of this. And so, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk about these things because I don't know about you, but what makes me feel better is hearing people speak in a way that makes sense to me. I am exhausted with people screaming about all the bad things that are going to happen. The shock and awe of the potential future in which 
a lot of it's not happening. I don't know that it's not going to, but I know I'm tired of living in fear of it. I'm, I don't want to wait, you know, for the bad thing to happen. I, uh, you know, I already did my experiment and survival and I can't, right? And so <laughs> I can't do all the physicality of it. And so uh, let the chips fall has been my uh, motto lately. We're just moving forward. We're going to see what happens. I want to decide how I can move through each day and this year in a way where I'm not focused on everything I want to fight against. How can I focus on what I want to fight for? And fight for doesn't always mean push at. It doesn't mean conflict or it doesn't mean uh, difficulty. Sometimes it just means focus. It just means making a choice, making a different decision, uh, just putting more effort and time into the thing that you want versus fighting against the thing that you don't want. And so, uh, you know, a couple of things have happened when I was looking at those pictures. I was captivated. I don't know what the energy, I don't know what the idea was. Uh, right now, I'm in... Uh, uh, an old mining site and I was here before I went to California and I just came back filled with rocks and I just there's something about I didn't know it but apparently I'm going to be a rock hound uh, I felt that when I was collecting petrified wood there's just something about it that lights me up right and it's it makes me happy there's no rhyme or reason to it it's certainly not you know the most practical thing to be doing is the world ends and the border gets invaded and I'm picking up big fat heavy rocks but uh, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of the drama and the horror and the depressingness of now that's going on in so many ways. And so to me, that's one of the nice things about storytelling, about looking at how other people are living, about seeing pictures, about hearing people talk about their experience. It moves us out of our absolutes and reminds us there are lots and lots of different ways to be in the world. And, you know, that's what I was commenting on yesterday is I've been through all kind. I mean, I was in the trailer in the mountains in the cold. Uh, then I was here in the dirt where it was warm. And then I was at the beach where it was raining, uh, you know, where it was crowded. I mean, so I've been through all these different uh, environments in a short amount of time. And it's that contrast that really helps me pick and choose what I like. And so the more we know ourselves, the more we understand who we are uh, based on how our nervous system operates. You know, I really choose our primary response for danger because I still believe it drives everything else in our life. It drives the choices we make. It drives our relationship. It drives uh, how we cope. Uh, and there's so much stress and so much fear right now. That is all stress response. That's all fight, flight, and freeze. So uh, all the other fun stuff that is a normal life is kind of on hold as we navigate this really intense process and period of time. And so that is a bit of what we're doing here. So when I was talking about the environment, uh, this morning, you know, I was journaling about what do I really want this year to be for me? And so that's a question that I will throw back at you. Not about goals, because we talked about that before the end of the year, that this is a year for decisions. Uh, and one of the decisions that I encourage you to think about isn't where you want to live, what you want to do, where you want to go, what you want to accomplish, 
But regardless of everything out and about and around you, how do you want to feel? And, you know, we're in a period of time where we're not allowed to talk about feelings because we've created feeling monsters, you know, snowflakes who can't cope with anything but warm and fuzzy feelings. But your feelings and your emotions are really just messages giving you feedback about your choices. This sucks. This I like. This brings me joy. This brings me panic. It's just a feedback mechanism. It's not about the feeling itself. If you can get off all the judgment that everybody has around it and start looking at it as a feedback mechanism for your decisions, it doesn't mean that you don't make hard, scary decisions, right? Like this is me leaving and moving out to the middle of nowhere and living in my car because I can't cope with my old life is stupid, right? I mean, there could not be a more stupid period of time to do it, right? And so my feelings about it are, oh my God, this is really dumb. But the reality is, is the freedom of being out of the cold, of facing a fear and accomplishing a task, an idea that I've wanted for such a long time. It's not about if I like it, or if I'm going to keep doing it, if it works out, if I crash and burn. It's about checking in with my choices. And this has always been something that I wanted to try out. And so I encourage that this year, instead of just focusing on what you can go out and do, that one of the things I want to do with you here is to focus out how can we get through everything that's happening and that's out of our control and choosing how we want to feel about it. And so when I was talking about the environment, like I was so short-tempered and frustrated all the time, I felt awful. In fact, I wrote this morning, like, I don't want to be a bitch all the time. And I am a lot of the time because I'm so frustrated. I'm actually not angry. I'm in a constant state of frustration. And, you know, as we discussed, that's a constant state of push. Pushing at what you don't want, which is fighting against what you don't want, which is everything that most of us are thinking about right now because the list of what I don't want like you, uh, you know, whether it's economic downturn or food famine or war or control or the digital currency or, you know, on and on and on, you know, mine was cold and not feeling good and blah, 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 right? I mean, the list of what I don't want, like you, is probably fairly long. And it's very difficult to switch a U-turn on that when you are being overwhelmed and saturated constantly with the negativity of everything that's happening. And so there's this balance for us who want to know the truth. We want to know what's going on out in the world. We want to capture, that's what I thought of when I looked at those pictures, they are capturing a moment that was real as opposed to posing for a moment that is contrived. And so we're in this place where so much of what we're being blasted and saturated with is contrived propaganda and manipulation while we're desperately seeking for the truth, right? The tiny bits of reality and clarity and maybe a fact or two that will be useful uh, within all of this. And to me, that's kind of what those photos represented. And it, it felt like that to me in the documentary too, because he is on the other side of the world, 
I don't like I, said, I don't know when it was made, but uh, we're probably about the same age as he in that thing as I am now, and the documentary. And he's saying the exact same things I said to you. I don't like the changes. I don't like being in the city. How can you people live this way? Uh, it was just hilarious and fascinating. Although I will warn you, if you don't like to see dead animals, uh, it is a real documentary. It is not a fabricated one. Uh, so there is a wolf that is at the centerpiece of all this that is very, very busy. Uh, so there's lots and lots of uh, tension around that. So uh, I will try to link that in the, uh, the, the printed part of this post. Uh, for some reason, it's not letting me embed video, but I it it worked. The link worked on mine. So if it doesn't work, you know, you can copy and paste. Someone's driving by. Can you hear that? Um, anyway, so it's a very, very interesting... I'm trying to see if they are going to leave. This old guy stopped by this morning. And uh, I was sitting outside with Haven trying to practice training. And she was real good. She was in the chair. She's off the leash. And she did not run after those little dune buggy it's sitting here oh you know i can't edit right all right i think it finally left so anyways this guy stops and he's like oh i can't hear you he's trying to ask me directions let me put in my hearing aids and then he proceeds to tell me way too many personal details of his entire life and all the things that go wrong and how these people who took advantage of him but he's trying to help me and i'm listening to him thinking Okay, I'm going to be kind, and I'm going to listen for a little while, and then I need him to stay away from me because he's making such terrible choices, and he's so lonely, and he's just going on and on and on. I thought, you know, and he's having all these bad things happen, and I'm like, ugh, it is hard getting old, <laughs> especially when uh, you are not making the best choices, but... Uh, I digress. I just wanted to share that because I was listening to him and he was saying, oh, I'm a loner. And I'm thinking, dude, you've just dumped your entire personal history into my ears without my asking. You're lonely. You are not a loner. But um, we don't understand ourselves. So, you know, he drives up. He's pushing at me. He's not fighting for or against something, but he's pushing. I think of it as people are vomiting their energy all over you. Uh, you know, the flip side is the toxic vampire people who suck all the energy out of you. And so part of this decision about how we want to feel and be in 2023 is really being very aware of why we feel the way we feel, because it's a message. I talked about anxiety as a message. Something's not right. Something's not right. Uh, even if it's just you ate too much sugar or you drank too much caffeine, you know, something's not right. Uh, the way we feel when we feel peaceful and joyful is usually a signal something's going right. We're making some good choices. Uh, when we feel a lot of anxiety, it could be We've made bad choices or we're just in uncharted territory, but we're going to move forward anyways, which is for me, this process, right? It's terrifying to be out in the middle of nowhere with no safety net, but it's also fun in its own way. So how you want to feel really comes down to this push-pull-pause process. Uh, you're either pushing your energy at somebody. If you, you know, when people are trying to make, get away from you, that's usually a signal. They don't want to listen anymore. <laughs> I'm 
And it's probably not even personal. I just, you know, I'm busy. I'm doing other stuff. I don't want to stand in the sun with, you know, listening to you tell me things that I don't want to know. Uh, it's not personal. It's just this isn't how I want to spend my time. Uh, we have push energy. We have pull energy. Those people like, whatever you do, it's not enough. Whatever you do, whatever you give, whatever you say, it's never enough. Uh, and we have pause energy where people just shut down or they don't participate or they stop talking or they won't ask questions or they don't look at you or they're on their phone, right? So we have all these different ways of feeling, but feeling really becomes push-pull-pause, right? Because real peace and joy is more pause than push or pull. Now, you can do both at the same time, and then we'll get into a mastery level at some point, but... That's really my goal uh, this year is to really focus on not what I'm going to go out and do and accomplish because there's a lot that needs to get done because I got a lot of behind my rear end hanging out in places it doesn't need to be, right? I got a lot of uncertainty. So there's a lot of things that need to change. But I don't want to be a bitch. I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to be nervous. You know, part of me thrives on this kind of uncertainty, but because the world is so uncertain, I'm much more nervous about it than usual. And so I'm assuming some of you are feeling that same way. And I want that to be my goal this year is not to control my environment, not to make goals, not to stop at the decision, you know, the things I've been talking about, but I really want to master and I, you know, some days I'm good at this, some years I'm good at this, some years I suck, just because this is the way it is. It's up and down, give and take. We're never just 100% consistent. We're always growing, learning, factoring in new things. Uh, but I want to really get back, because I've been at this place before, of just being okay with what's happening and not being so reactive. And so there's a lot of pieces for me that go into that. And I'm going to encourage you to really think about your own energy, your own push, pull, pause, how you are, where you are, and how do you want to feel? Because if you're a wired danger person and you don't have anything you're pushing at, you're going to be causing problems. I watched a movie called, I think, Where's Bernadette or What's Up? Bernadette or something like that, but it was, I can't even remember if I told you this already, but uh, it was a, uh, she was an architect. She was, you know, a genius and she, she had a bad experience and she shut down and she quit creating. And so she did the dump, right? She had an architect friend after 20 years retreating away from uh, being creative. She did a data dump on her friend, you know, blah, 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 blah telling her every single detail. And uh, at the end of it, he said, you're not crazy. You just need to be creative. If you're not working on something, you are, as a creative person, a menace to society. I think I did tell you this. I just think that's so funny because it's so true. If you're not doing what you're really meant to do, whether it's nurturing, whether it's comforting, whether it's creating, whether it's building, whatever it is that's your happy place, and for Wired for Danger, fighting for, which is creating, pushing, doing something, getting the energy out of you because it's inside screaming at the top of its lungs, listen to me, hear me, let me be out in the world. 
If you're not channeling that into something, you will feel crazy, you will get depressed, you will have anxiety, or you will also become a menace to society, which I'm sure you've seen plenty of people doing that. So uh, this is a real challenge that right now this year, I mean, there's all kinds of predictions for January that are super scary, uh, but there's also tremendous opportunity. Uh, There's nothing like the necessity being the mother of invention. I mean, we are built for this moment. We're built to fight for what we want. We're built to create new solutions. We're, We're built to do the hard thing. We're built to look at the danger. But we're also meant to have joy and peace and happiness. It's not, it can't be all push, 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 fight against, fight against, fight against, because then you burn out and you just become a bitch. And part of that, or an asshole, right? And so part of that is really doing a reality check on what that's about. For me, it was a lot about the environment. It had nothing to do with anybody personally. It was a lot about the environment. So that's something to think about. You know, when you watch these old documentaries where it's about the actual people, it gives you so much information. It gives you tiny windows into other ways to be in the world, which brings such insight into your own personal life if you can pay attention. And if you think about the old photographs, right, they captured a moment of time It wasn't a demand to be seen and heard. I I really think that's the difference. I, you know, I asked my mom because we were, some of them got moldy. And so we were also tossing things away. Actually, she said, would you make my memorial video? And I'm like, what? (laughs) I didn't get to do that. So we were looking at the pictures, but um, because I had to leave early. But uh, it's, uh, there's something about them. And I think, you know, part of that is living, it captured a moment of real presence and time. And that's sort of what the documentary showed versus this pushing to be seen, pushing to be heard, pushing to be special. That's not what Wired for Danger is built for. But I think that we're becoming part of that dangerous wave, not using danger as a positive, facing the the, the scary thing and doing the hard thing because it's the right thing, regardless of anybody ever knows your name. So much now is being done only for people to know your name. Uh, I, you know, I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If you have a pen and paper, pause, because I'm not going to be able to link all this. There's two movies that were like perfect examples of rising to the moment in true Wired for Danger fashion. And the first one is called The Finest Hour. And that is uh, got Chris Pine, and it's about uh, this Coast Guard. I think it's the Coast Guards. They do this rescue. The whole thing, of course, it's you know a big movie. I don't know what the real version was. It is spectacular what these humans did in the face of great danger. That's what we're built for. The the second one is I think still on Netflix. The Finest Hour. You probably would have to rent, but it's so worth it. It's such a good movie. And the second one is called The Siege at Jadis, J-A-D-O-T-S-ville. I think Jadisville. Uh, it's an Irish guy who, you know, dreamed about war, you know, became proficient in war, but never had a chance to go to war. Uh, he came became part of some 
UN or for some reason the Irish were part of uh, going into Africa. I can't even remember where it was. But he was at this, you know, dinky little outpost where it wasn't supposed to have anything happen. And this is a true story. And I don't even know. There was like maybe 200 people. I mean, his his team was very, very small. He was assaulted on all sides by, I think, three to 5,000 uh, tribal warriors. And it was this... I know it was also French Legion. It was all kinds of people. It was just an endless sea of people charging at them. And it was how you can rise to the occasion. Like, this is what Wired for Danger is built for, these moments. But the reality is that we have all this other time that we have to fill. And we've got to find a way to do it that doesn't destroy us and that doesn't include us becoming a menace to society. And so that's my goal this year. Uh, That's what I wanted to share. I wanted to be able to post uh, that documentary for you. Uh, I really recommend those two movies, The Finest Hour and The Siege at Jadisville. Uh, Just such good movies. Just such, they're both true stories. Uh, I want to talk more about who we know in our world as Wired for Danger, humans, so that we can get a better sense of what I'm really trying to share with you here. We are wired for awesomeness, but there's a really dark, scary side when that awesomeness is not engaged. And the reality is, is that awesomeness may only happen one significant event in your whole life. Like that may be the whole reason you were born was to take care of that one moment that we saw. In fact, the guy in the finest hour, I think that was the only like big thing that happened to him, but he was built for that. It's just such a phenomenal moment. And so uh, we're not supposed to be special. We're not supposed to be seen. We're not supposed to be liked every minute of every day. This demand, this pushing at see me, hear me, love me isn't normal. I just, like I said, I wish I could figure out exactly what happens when I look at those pictures. But my hope is maybe find a way to recreate that, although I don't know if that's possible in the world today. Just a different feel. So uh, any thoughts you have about why those old photos are just different would be greatly appreciated in the comments. Uh, So I hope you're having a super fabulous day. Uh, I hope you're having a great start to your year. And Haven has had a good time with her bones. So I'm not sure if you can hear it going off in the background, but... It makes me happy when she's happy and not moving around like as in running away. Super happy. So have a fabulous day, my friends, and I will see you next time.